0: super talk mississippi media production
1: taylor swift is coming to new orleans and margaritaville resort biloxi and super talk are giving away a free pair of tickets for your chance to win go register now at margaritaville resort biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from margaritaville and super talk 103.1
2: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi The JT Show on
0: Super Talk Mississippi, real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT.
2: Welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard, Rhino in the studio on this Monday, March the 15th. Ready to kick off your week with facts, fodder, fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. We made it to Monday. Pretty nice weekend we had. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, weather-wise, it was pretty nice. Then we wake up this morning to a little storm coming through, but it's cleared off, kind of nice. Wednesday, however, expected to be a little rumbly, is what the forecast calls for. Let's hope that uh, no damaging winds, hail, tornadoes, etc., come through Mississippi. There is a prediction of a probability of that, a high possibility. And hopefully that won't happen. But it has been an eventful weekend on the news front, as it always is. Of course, we got the president signing that $1.9 trillion. Trillion. There is no such billion. That's not even in the vernacular anymore, is it? No more billions. It's just trillion. tell you what else has been cancelled out of our vernacular. That's the concept, the phrase fiscal responsibility. That doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. That is out of here. In fact, I submit that it will be virtually impossible for a candidate for president to be elected if they run on a platform of limited government, adherence to the Constitution, fiscal responsibility, spending restraint, low taxes, all the sort of things that we as conservatives feel are, are really part of our, our doctrine, are essential, critical to it, embedded in it. I think that's out. And here's why I say that, folks. You know about the $1.9 trillion deal, and you may be concerned because of the amount of money we're spending there. That makes $6 trillion in in less than a year in a year, about a year, a year next month, that we have invested in so-called coronavirus relief. Well, the the $1.9 trillion, that's worrisome. What's more worrisome is that over 70% of the country, and that's based on a number of polls, not just left-leaning polls, a number of polls suggest that people support this thing, 70%. So how do you get elected, given that 70% of the country supports spending this kind of money? And you could argue that's because they're getting a big chunk of it. People like, yeah, send me $1,400 and $3,000 a child, etc. Yeah, I'm all for that. I think, I think people are just accustomed to the government sending them money. And it's kind of like, you know, in sales we used to talk about something known as the puppy dog sale. That means you go to the pet store on the weekend, right, Friday, let's say Friday. You're with your kids, and there's a, there's a beautiful little puppy, playful, playful happy little puppy and the pet store salesperson says here take it home for the weekend just bring it back monday if you don't like it what's the chance that puppy's going back that's exactly what we have here here's 1400 bucks on top of that 1800 we already sent you It's not going away. The child tax credit. I saw one of the California Democrat reps talking about this. How transformational this is and how he sees this as paving the way for permanency of so-called universal basic income. We're just going to send folks every month now. This isn't file your tax return and wait for a credit to show up, a check because of your credit, your refundable credit. This is every month. And so, how do you get elected if you run on a platform that says, look, I'm for reigning in government. I'm for cutting spending. I'm for lower taxes. When 71% of the country says, I'm for the government sending me money. And we have members of our Congress saying, hey, the purpose of the government is to solve your problems. Be it financial, health, what offends you, whatever the case may be, how you identify and all these various physical attributes, the government is going to solve that for you. How far have we strayed? From this concept of individualism, individual liberty, staying the heck out of my hair and out of my way, we've gone the opposite direction. Now it's, let's see, what can I do to interfere with your life? All you got to do is look at this coronavirus deal. It's insane when you think about the president, uh, state leaders, talking about, well, we're sort of kind of thinking about opening up the schools, sort of slightly, kind of, maybe. But here's 42 pages of guidelines on how to do that. And by the way, here's $170 billion. Well, what about to the schools that are open? It's like, dude, we, we did that six months ago. You're waiting on me, you're backing up. It it doesn't square. It doesn't reconcile. We, we've gotten to this point where we can't pick our nose without the government saying it's okay. And now you got Fauci. He got he got asked over the weekend in one of those Sunday show interviews. Don't know if you caught that, folks. He got asked, "When do you think people having planning weddings could plan on?" A traditional, although you know, traditional. That's a, that's another one of those those words that's yeah, it's on a the trigger word. That's chopping blot. You know that school we talked about, the Grace Church School up in Manhattan, the fifty-seven thousand dollars, which has got like this twelve-page PDF on inclusive language. We were ahead of it, Rhino, because Waters World featured it in his show this weekend. <laughs>
3: I bet he didn't have any gay dinosaurs that like tigers.
4: (laughs) That's that's the
3: stuff you get here.
4: That's right.
2: (laughs) Well, anywho, the traditional family, after digging into their PDF of acceptable language, that's out. Can't say that anymore. Might offend somebody. Anyhow, the government says, we're going to solve all these problems for you. And it's this quest to make everybody equal, the same. That's gone. That is not possible. If you're a person of faith, I would submit you believe that kind of ended in the Garden of Eden. When that line was stepped over, and we were pretty much doomed, if you will, to a mortal life on this earth, that was gone. There's no equity in that respect. What about the concept of equal opportunity? I'm all for that. And show me where that doesn't exist before you start this lecturing on how unfair and how the deck is stacked and all that nonsense So there's a video, by the way, on this Grace Church School, one of the administrators, and this is being shown to fifth graders. And they're saying, "It's once again, it's not okay to not be a racist or a bigot. That's not okay. You've got to take a stand and be anti. You've got to do something about it. Man, when I was in the fifth grade, I was worried about doing math problems playing ball, and maybe getting the nerve to say hello to some young lady that caught my eye in the fifth grade. That's about when you start noticing. I didn't want to hear all that junk. I don't think they do either today. We'll take a break right here, come back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us.
6: Gold prices are approaching all-time highs. So if you're considering selling your gold or unwanted jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowwood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Mirago in Flowwood.
9: Basketball mayhem. But then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now. Get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. And Last blow. Three, two, one. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Prentice Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. MazdaJackson.com. CX5 stock number 4936. 3 stock number 4846 with a credit on select models. Gallo here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info
10: you need to start your day in the Jackson metro area. Right now, more of the JT show on Super Talk, Mississippi, 97.3. Hey, hey, hey,
0: do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT show on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Show, Super Talk Mississippi Gerard Rhino in the studio.
4: All
2: right, so we got we got this one point nine trillion dollar deal we were talking about. I did a little digging into that over the weekend. It looks like the state of Mississippi is gonna get one point eight billion. $1.8 billion coming out of this deal. $350 billion, as you recall, is earmarked for state, local governments. It's been
3: a while since I've been in a math class, but is that a thousandth of the total thing?
2: Uh, yeah. That's right. It's good One buzz. of 50 states, and we get a thousandth. We get a thousandth. Correct. $1.8 billion. Now, for... That's what I would call horse hockey. (laughs) That's right. Straight from the great Colonel Sherman T. Potter of MASH fame. So it's $1.8 billion, and that's just the state. Now, for comparative purposes, you remember the CARES Act, April of 2020. That was the big one. That was $1.2 billion. That's the one folks will likely remember that caused our state leaders a bit of consternation, shall we say. There was a discussion and some conflict over who should control, who should allocate that money. Now we got $1.8 billion. Now the difference between this tranche and that one point two billion of a year ago is that this has much fewer restrictions and strings attached, whereas that pretty much had to be spent on items that were more germane and directly directly related to. Offsetting costs associated with dealing with COVID. It did, uh, it, as far as the amount of money that went directly to the states. And so, as you recall, we spent lots of money on rural broadband and w- laptops and personal devices for students. And, and the idea there, the premise there was you can't go to school in person. And so, we got to go build out network infrastructure. Which is still under construction. And let's face it, <clears throat> we won't utilize the vast majority of that until we're back in school full time. Which is coming. Many districts across the state already are. Um, but that's kind of the where that stands. And this is one point eight billion. Now, in addition to the state. Allocation that directly to the state government. Looking at the list here of cities and counties, long list, and they're all getting money. And it uh, just in order of amount Jackson, the city of Jackson, the largest city in the state of Mississippi is set to receive $46 billion, excuse me, million dollars. I got billions, millions, trillions all in one discussion. My bad. 46 million. Now keep in mind this is in addition to the 1.8 billion going to the state. So this is 46 million to the city of Jackson. 45 million in round numbers here to Hines County. 40 Million to Harrison, 35 to DeSoto, 30 to Rankin, 20 to Madison County, 18 to the city of Gulfport, 14 to Lauderdale. And you you get it, it's sort of a population based allocation. Well, it is, it's not sort of. Just going down the list, all the way, I mean, it's a long list because it's virtually every city and county, certainly over a certain population from a city perspective but like Tyler town 321,000 as an example. I just scrolling down the list here. Hadn't gotten I Imagine any. that would go a long ways in Tyler town. Yeah, I mean, so but here's the deal. What are we going to do with 1.8 billion? Now, there's already a re- report this morning that the teachers unions in California They're calling for bonuses to the teachers. You know, the ones that hadn't been in school, hadn't been teaching. They want to take this money and just throw money out as bonuses to teachers. So the risk always is, folks, when you get big one-time money like this, there's always a risk, and this is true in business as well, in the private sector, that You you can't it would be really you can, but it's really dumb and bad business to try to institute some sort of and commit to recurring expenses. Let's say a pay raise. You got one time money, but a pay raise, you don't put that in and then take it out. That doesn't work. So usually no. Yeah. You so you can't you can't rely on this one time money to fund permanent pay raises, as an example. But that's the logic of the left. Hey, we're going to give you a couple of years
3: of help with Medicaid and Medicare from Obamacare, but after that it's on you.
2: But expand it! It's pretty much right, and, and so uh, this is even more egregious in that respect, because it's such a huge amount of money, but I, I'm just I've been thinking over the weekend what is our state government's plan with $1.8 billion? I don't know that they've Discussed it yet? Because I mean, the thing just passed. And yeah,
3: are we looking at a special session?
2: Well, you would think that that might be the case, Bobby. I mean, it Summits, wouldn't necessarily
3: be the only reason for a special session.
2: No, no, there's something else. It's uh, on the. Looks like it might be on the special session docket. We'll talk about it in a second. Bob and Sam, Summit says, Gerard, I was told Mississippi would have gotten more, but we have voter ID. No, that's not true, Bob. Not true. Uh, the state of Texas is getting like $28 billion. It's insane. It's, it's, it's actually based on... It, it, it went from being based on population and it got changed to being based on unemployment rate. So think about that. The blue states, who have the highest unemployment, because they shut everything down and haven't opened it yet. I mean, we're, i got to tell you, I went out this Saturday and went to, went to wash my vehicle. Pretty day. Went to wash my vehicle at the car wash. It's jam-packed. And en route, I noticed a popular restaurant Every space in the parking lot had a vehicle in it. People full filled the place inside. All the tables outside occupied. Right next door to it, a gym. Those were one of the first targets for shutdown, as you recall. Every space full. I could see through the windows every one of the exercise stations had someone at it treadmills, et cetera. All good. And so I'm just thinking, well, where's the shutdown? Because it ain't happening here. Don't know if you if you folks happen to tune into the golf tournament, I being a golfer did, the Tournament of Players Championship down there in Florida around Jacksonville. Beautiful uh, venue, by the way. But just looking at the crowds. Uh, incredible. The the crowds looked normal. I mean, just patrons all over the place. No masks. Didn't appear to be any distancing. And I I don't know. Just looked kind of normal to me. Like so, but these other states, California, New York, the big populated states, completely shut down. And so by structuring this allocation of this one or oh, this $350 billion, uh, uh, portion of the 1.9, by structuring it in such a way that it's based on unemployment rate, well, naturally, those states, with higher unemployment, are getting a lot more. And hey, This is crazy. We're just pouring money out from, like, the sky. We'll take a little break right here. More of the JT show straight ahead.
9: Got Gear Motorsports, an Indian motorcycle of Jackson, want to invite you to our Indian Demo event this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th at Got Gear Motorsports, located at 230 Highway 51 North in Ridgely. Fresh off of Daytona Bike Week, the factory Indian Demo truck will be here stocked with all the latest models, including the all-new for 2022 Indian Chief. That's this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th, from 10 to 5 at Got Gear Motorsports. Call 601-206-8880 to reserve your spot to test ride your new Indian today. Got Gear Motorsports, where Mississippi comes to ride.
12: Nothing says I love you like diamonds.
13: And after the year we've all had, we're pulling the ones we love even closer, aren't we? Holding them a bit tighter.
2: At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do
13: and helping you tell her how amazing she really is, how you couldn't live without her, that's our passion.
12: We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the diamonds you'll see in average jewelry stores
13: and the largest inventory of gorgeous diamond jewelry in the state. From engagement rings and wedding bands
12: to diamond pendants and tennis bracelets
13: to our legendary diamond stud earrings,
12: we have the perfect anniversary birthday or graduation gift
14: for her at the guaranteed best prices in the state.
13: But maybe the best reason of all is just because. Because you get to wake up next to her every day. And that
14: makes you
12: the lucky one.
15: Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
14: Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractor Tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
6: This resistance ain't nothing compared to what they're going to see if they try to keep
13: going with it. About 200 people attended a rally in Memphis Sunday protesting the Bahia pipeline, which would run from Memphis to DeSoto County. Former Vice President Al Gore, who attended the rally, had some harsh words.
16: I really and truly believe that this is a reckless, racist rip-off. I really do.
13: Gore said the reckless placement of the pipeline would run through lower-income, majority black neighborhoods in South Memphis and would run over a major water aquifer. And several state lawmakers will meet this afternoon to discuss the death of the Medicaid tech bills.
6: We're, we're going to work through the process and We'll come up with the viable Medicaid tech bill before it's all said and done.
13: That's Senator Kevin Blackwell, who chairs the Medicaid Committee. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Eddie Davis.
12: This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team.
0: The J.T. Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Something takes a part of me.
2: Welcome back. The JT Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Lots of questions about this uh, This money that's going to be rolling in here from the feds. One, uh, first, I need to correct something. I, I said that Texas was going to get 28. Uh, I had that confused with California. California, 28 billion. Texas, 16. I was about to be upset with Texas, because yeah. I was
3: looking at their unemployment rate and their population, and the math just would not work. And it looked like they got a sweetheart deal, or we got the shaft.
2: Yeah, so that, I think those numbers work out, though. Uh, so I apologize for that. New York, the top states, New York 12, Florida 10, Mississippi 1.8 billion. That's what it looks like right now. Somebody did ask about uh, Panola County, 6.6 6 million, Batesville 1.6. I couldn't find the other town. That was asked about Crenshaw, I think was the name of the town. I, I didn't see that on the list, but it's a long list. Uh, you know, and there's another question about okay, how much does Grenada County get? Looking for that, and that's from uh, on the C Spire text line. So I think, folks, the, what's being lost in this discussion? And I hope I hope it's not lost, at least. We shouldn't, in my view, be so much focused on how much am I getting, how much are we getting, how much are they getting. I mean, I know that's just natural. This is very disturbing. The message here is that, hey, cities and states, don't concern yourself of managing your affairs consistent with... Good fiscal responsibility that no, don't worry about that. We'll just bail you out here, have some helicopters on the way da, 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 da. here's money That's what we're doing here. This will never end. never. Again, I'm not sure you could win a federal election if you said, I'm for fiscal responsibility, I'm for limited government, I'm for lower taxes. I don't think you can win on that anymore. The government says, I got you, here's money. This is crazy. Well then, what is the incentive to work? What is the incentive to innovate, to produce value, to contribute to society? The left has already said, this is transformational because of how we're lifting children up out of poverty. I don't want anybody to be poor. But is just printing money and sending it out in the mailbox, is that the way? To eradicate poverty? And you say, well, yeah, those people who can afford it, they're just going to give up a little. No, this is way more than they got. This is insane.
3: Yeah, you don't hear headlines about Elon Musk being a trillionaire or Bill Gates being a trillionaire. There's only We've four. blown through 6 trillion in the last what? 12 months.
2: 6 trillion just on so-called COVID aid since since April of last year. 6 trillion. The idea of balancing our budget, that is gone. Of not producing a deficit. In fact, The Democrats are betting that those who sign on to this big spending agenda and produce these giant deficits and layer on more debt, they're the ones who the voters will support. We are so short-sighted in our governing. It's today. Send me some money. And I tell you this right now, folks, mark my word on this, you heard it right here. By this time next year a barrel of oil west texas intermediate wti will be 100 bucks it's 65 66 right now it'll be 100 you like what you see at the pump you ain't seen nothing yet we're talking about nearly doubling the price in 12 months so we have got a tiger by the tail, and there's no concern. So
3: to put it in perspective with the people that think the the billionaires of society could pay for this, you took every single billionaire in the United States and took a billion dollars from them. You got six hundred and change in billions.
2: Yeah, there's only four hundred fifty or five hundred billionaires in the country.
3: I think the latest number is like six hundred and fourteen or fifteen or something like that. Okay, it's, but you you still wind right. up with a third of this bill.
2: Well, and let's yeah, and that's taking a billion from every billionaire. And that's assuming they have a billion in cash, right? And they don't I can tell you. So uh, here's here's what I think is being lost in the equation here in the discussion. So now we've got Joe Biden talking about raising taxes this weekend, raising taxes. And it, it's, so far, the message is consistent with that which he projected on the campaign that the rich don't pay their fair share. And we got, I don't get you know, all that stuff. I'm so sick of hearing that garbage. So you've got the top 10% of taxpayers in the country paying 90% of the tax bill. But let's be clear. The objective of raising taxes as promoted by and advocated by the left, it's got nothing to do with paying down the debt or reducing the deficit. Zero to do with that. It has nothing to do with paying for programs. Nothing. Zero. Because the amount they intend to spend exceeds the amount that would be collected, as Rhino points out. Even if you went and just confiscated a billion dollars from the billionaires in this country, it's not even close to matching up. Nope. It's about punishing success. It's about beating down those who have achieved the most financially in society. I
3: mean, if you pool all of the, the wealth of the top 400 individuals in the United States... You get to $3 trillion. Okay, cool. $3 trillion. We've covered half of the bill of the last 12 months, and we've taken every red penny from the 400 richest Americans. Where's the rest
2: coming from? And that doesn't even begin to contemplate the consequences of doing such on society. You may not believe in trickle-down economics from an income and wealth perspective, but I tell you what is absolutely 100% the truth, and that's trickle-down poverty. You start slashing and confiscating and punishing, you just wait. It, but th- this idea of raising taxes like that, it's got nothing to do with we got to do it so we can close our deficit, trim our deficit, and start paying down on that debt. No. That's not the idea. They want a pound of flesh. Because it sells to the voters. Yeah, we got those rich people. We took their money, dead gummit. They need to pay. People like that. That's what's more disturbing than anything to me.
3: The only people that like that are people that don't have a tax bill. Well,
2: of course. So I, I, I play golf with a, a local CPA, a good friend of mine. Real smart guy. And... He was telling me yesterday that both of his children supported the Democrat candidate for president. And he's working on them, trying to get them to come around to a more conservative worldview. So he told me he shared with them that page on his tax return that shows how much he paid. And their eyes got kind of big. They had never seen anything like that. They can't can't fathom it. They can't comprehend it until you see it in writing like that. And I know when you look at Biden's tax plans, you say, well, it won't affect me. It's those rich people. You know, they make more than $400,000 a year, their taxes are going up, and on capital gains, you've got to have a million dollars of capital gains, and then you start paying the full boat, ordinary income tax rate, 40%, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't affect me. Corporate tax rates go up from 21 to 28. People have short memories. What happened when Trump lowered the corporate tax rate from 28 to 21? The left went nuts over that. We had record unemployment across all demographics. Household income went up. The economy was booming. No, we can't let those corporations keep more of that money they earn. You know, they're greedy, selfish, wicked. Can't do that we got to take it from them. Here he is. I'm looking at him right now on the TV. President Biden makes case for tax hike on the wealthy. And he'll sell it as so we can institute more programs. Garbage. You're lying. That's not at all what you intend to do. You don't care. Take a dollar and spend 40 on a program. That's the way we roll now. We'll be back. Final segment. First hour of the JT Show.
7: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
14: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey. Online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
1: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
18: 601 487 260
11: this is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May Cotton was down 110 to 87.25. July cotton was down 106 to 88.14. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade, May Soybeans were down 18 and 3 quarters to 13.94 and 3 quarters per bushel. July soybeans were down 18 cents to 1383 and a half per bushel. May corn was down four and a quarter to 534 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was down four and a half to five twenty-three three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 75 to 119.27. June live cattle was up 42 to 120.10. April feeders up 67 to 141.95. May feeders up 57 to 146.97. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up 146 points, 32,632. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
7: This season and every season, protect your rice fields with a full suite of herbicides from Valent USA. With Bolero 8 EC, League, and Regiment herbicides, Valent has an option to help you handle whatever weeds you're facing. Specially formulated to control the toughest weeds, including variety of broadleaf, sedge, grass, and aquatic weeds, Valent herbicides are proven to help growers start strong and protect their crop every step of the way. Visit valent.com rice to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions.
10: Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
2: show continues. It is Monday, kicking off your week. Gerard, Rhino in the studio, talking about this $1.9 trillion. It's trillion! We just blew right through billions. It's crazy. So, Mike in Gulfport, yeah, he he sent in a text about this uh, sticking point In the legislation, in this bill, this so-called stimulus relief bill, by the way, you know the prisoners are getting their $1,400 bucks as well, and of course the idea of the $1,400, it's not as much to to sort of offset loss of income. That's what unemployment benefits are for. It is intended to be, you're going to get this money and go out and spend it as we open up the economy. That's the idea of a stimulus. Yeah, the prisoners they are going to spend it on contraband. The contraband business would be pretty good. It's crazy. Mike for Gulfport, I digress there. He wants to know about this sticking point, this little restriction, this little hairy, kind of thorny issue that says, hey, you states that are thinking about lowering your state taxes, such as Mississippi, Arkansas, Idaho, there's one more, there's four. Nope. You can't do it for a couple of years if you want this money. I haven't dug into the details of the language yet there, Mike, but that is true. That that has surfaced. We, we actually mentioned it last week on the air when I, I got, uh, I guess, wind of that. But,
3: Yeah, I think the states have to submit detailed reporting on how the monies are spent to ensure that it isn't backdoored into a tax cut.
2: Yeah, and and I think it would directly prohibit any sort of legislation passing. I don't think it's a full prohibition. It just
3: states that if you do that, you'll have to pay the money back. It won't be a gift.
2: Well, how do you do that? Yeah, I hear you. But how the hell do you do the math on that? I mean, that's so fungible. It's, it's, It's crazy. But so think about it, folks. Here's the reason they want to do that. It's not because they want the states to keep their taxes higher and not give any tax breaks to those wealthy people. It's to make those states or fewer states less attractive to their buddies in the blue states with the ridiculously high taxes. That's the idea you're thinking about Bolton from California, New York, both of which are have legislation on their dockets, their agenda to raise taxes state taxes. nope we're we're not going to open up more states or allow more states to provide some respite from the confiscation at the state level, to there, thereby giving, providing more competition, if you will,
3: uh, for... So they're totally fine with using one-time monies for, say, a teacher pay raise in California, and they're arguing oh, no, a for bo- that. Oh, a
2: bonus. It's a well, bonus. One-time bonus. But... We've, we've already
3: established they're well within their logic, as yes. they see it, to yes. use one-time monies for, recoup, for, for expenses that aren't going away. That's right. So they're fine with that logic, but they're not fine with letting the taxpayer essentially get a raise with cutting taxes with one-time monies.
2: Yeah. And honestly, of our one point, I have a radical proposal. This likely won't be received well by even our conservative listening audience. But I'm going to make this proposal. Let's just rebate it to all those who paid taxes, filed a tax return, and paid taxes in the state of Mississippi. But prorate it based on the amount of taxes they paid. Think about that. Would that hack off some people or what? Why not? They're the ones who pay the dang taxes. Not not something that you'd see it. Yes, yeah, so also on the C Spire text line, doesn't Mississippi get billions of dollars a year already from the federal government? What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is it says in every year. That's the whole point. That's the whole point we're making here. We got a break right here. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News. When we come back, we've got Tim Moore, President CEO of Mississippi Hospital Association. We'll talk about the Medicaid bill that died Friday. How are we going to get Medicaid back on track? Stay with us.
19: News. I'm Karen McHugh. Troubles keep compounding for New York's Democratic Governor. The Washington Post and New York Times reporting that Governor Andrew Cuomo's vaccine czar Larry Schwartz has been calling county executives over the last two weeks gauging their loyalty to the embattled governor amid his sexual misconduct and nursing home scandals. Now, one unnamed Democratic executive reportedly filed an ethics complaint and said they feared that the county's vaccine supply would suffer depending on whether they supported the governor. Fox's Brian Yenis, Cuomo's attorney, called the reports patently false. A delegation of GOP lawmakers heads to the southern border today to see for themselves the plight of migrant children crossing into the U.S. President Biden's dispatching FEMA to deal with the problem. America is listening to Fox News.
17: the new degree of comfort.
15: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening,
19: where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South
13: in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. $1,400 stimulus payments have started rolling out as part of the president's COVID relief package. Mark Meredith with Fox has more. President Biden says these
21: stimulus payments are gonna be a lifeline for many people struggling a year into the pandemic. And while higher income individuals are not qualifying, the president says some families may be getting a lot more money than they
22: realize. Well, that means for a typical family of four, middle-class family, husband and wife working, making $110,000 a year, that means $5,600 check they're gonna
13: get. You can check the status of your stimulus at irs.gov. Click on get my payment. Tomorrow is the deadline for the Senate to take up the House proposal to eliminate the income tax.
14: There are not the votes in the Senate at all to pass it as is.
13: Senator Bryce Wiggins last week.
14: I think there are options being looked at. It will be nowhere, if there's anything, nowhere near what the House sent.
13: Okay, my name's not Smoky, and I'm certainly not a bear, but I do come bearing an important message regarding wildfires. If it's a windy day, don't burn, and make sure you're not under a burn ban. Because like the slogan says, only you can prevent wildfires. I know, it sounds better when he says it. So pretend it came from a big furry bear in a ranger hat. And visit msforestry.com for more wildfire prevention tips. A message from the Mississippi Forestry Commission through a grant from the USDA Forest Service.
15: The 2021 Honda ATV lineup is here to prove it's possible to work smarter and harder. With the power to get the job done, the technology to make it easier, and tried and tested quality to keep you moving forward, the only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. Honda recommends ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course.
13: The National Weather Service is warning that isolated severe storms capable of producing damaging wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour, quarter-sized hail, and possibly some isolated tornadoes are expected across portions of eastern Mississippi this evening and into tonight. An arrest has been made in the March 2020 shooting of a judge in Meridian. The Mississippi Bureau of Investigation has arrested
21: and charged 41-year-old Ernest Edwards with attempted capital murder after he alleged shot Judge Charles Smith outside of a Meridian courthouse a year ago Tuesday. While there was no mention of a motive by the MBI, authorities at the time of the shooting believed that it was personal.
13: If you normally travel across the Fort Bayou drawbridge in Ocean Springs, you'll need to find an alternate route for the next 45 days. The bridge is being shut down as crews work to replace the bridge bearings and shafts. I'm Kelly Bennett.
10: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss this
0: watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV streaming now on supertalktv.com
7: Visit Ridgeland presents the Art Wine and Wheels weekend April 13th through May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park. Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trey Century Ride, and a Friday night April 13th kickoff party. Visit artwineandwheels.com Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook Hashtag Visit MS Responsible
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi. Just when you think you've heard heard it all.
13: Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all.
0: It's time. Uh-huh. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. your freaking ears. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back everyone, the JT Show continues Super Talk Mississippi Monday, March the fifteenth. Gerard Gibbert in the chair, my good friend Rhino, safely encased behind the protective glass, surrounded by all the electronic apparatus, spinning the tunes, keeping us straight in the studio now. Uh, President and CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association, Tim Moore, joins us. Thanks for coming in, Tim. Thanks, Jerry. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So. I guess the big news coming out of the Capitol is the the old Medicaid technical bill, that uh, looks like it didn't get done prior to the deadline. So does that mean we might be looking at a special session? I guess first, for the benefit of our audience, if you don't mind, Tim, explain sure. exactly what that legislation is and how often that comes up, and how that works.
16: Sure. Historically, the tech bill comes up every three years uh, to be renewed, and what it does is it actually uh, it's the core inner workings of how Medicaid handles providers, patients and all the services that to render. So uh it's it's concerning. Uh, you know, I have to say first off that it, it's probably sad that uh we picked the end of a pandemic to let the core of the Medicaid pro- <laughs> the core of the Medicaid program just uh, just die. Yeah. So um
2: yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So what do you what are you hearing as the reasons for it not just getting kind of the signatures through and passing through both chambers and onto the governor's desk? What What are you hearing? Are the objections coming from the legislature?
16: Well, we're still waiting to kind of hear some of those. We We know that there there definitely was some differences between the House bill and the Senate bill. Yeah, and uh, evidently to the point uh, that somebody felt like that it was just uh, no way to work it out because, you know, historically the the Medicaid bill is the largest amount of money federal and state that, that our government and the state yeah. of Mississippi deals with. Okay? About
2: seven billion now isn't it? Close it's to very close. Yeah, yeah. six
16: point eight nine or something like that. I close enough up. for me. Close enough if you round it. <laughs> and um you know Conference weekend has always held the Medicaid bill. Yeah. I don't know of any time Medicaid has just gone through the legislature and said, Okay, let's let her go. Yeah. It goes to conference, and you work those details out really shocked i think all of us were shocked that uh friday that uh, as we're watching uh the two houses at work that nobody brings it up yeah and it's uh, uh very concerning cuz it's it's a challenge now yeah. to try to get it back you mentioned well, the special session
2: yeah i mean so it sounds like that's what in, unless there's some way to salvage it i guess without Calling a special session.
16: Well, you know, Jared, uh, they did a lot of that uh, last year with the COVID. Yeah. They, they called up bills. Uh, basically, they'd convene and, and uh, suspend the rules and call up whatever they want to. Yeah. So, you know, there's certainly options to go back and do it. And we're certainly hoping that that will be the case. Yeah. We're, we're trying to actually visit with some of the folks now to, to find out how we can help.
2: Well, I think a lot of people don't realize, I guess, how critical is Medicaid to your organization, to your members, absolutely. Uh, because if, if a, um, a patient doesn't have Medicaid, they don't have private insurance, they don't have Medicare uh, for the elderly, they don't have Medicaid, they fall into that uninsured category, and then we all sort of have to pick that up at the end of the day.
16: Well, uh, we do to some degree, but uh, you know a lot of that has gone away with the new contracts with insurance companies. You just don't you're not able to to, to hand off yeah. as much of that as we used to. Our hospitals uh, have consistently run six hundred million plus in uncompensated care cost, not charges. You know, we can have a big debate over charges, yeah. and and all have a heart attack over those. But <laughs> when you start actually looking at the cost that it uh, involved in providing care for patients, that's what we're talking about here: cost.
2: Yeah. And uh, I know UMC, for example, a huge number of uninsured, huge part. Uh, care, that, a huge amount that they, that they deliver, and, and as well as Medicaid. And you know, for many of the hospitals, even Medicaid reimbursement uh, falls short. Uh, oh, it costs. does. Yeah.
16: Uh, and you know, this is um, uh, certainly in there. there.'s uh, the bill that we're talking about holds some of the supplemental payments that come to hospitals. Yeah. If you look at just the payments that are passed through Medicaid. Right in uh, the managed care companies it does not cover the cost of providing the service uh, where it's kind of balanced up or gets closer is when you start talking about the supplemental payments whether that's the uh, the disproportionate share hospitals or the F or excuse me the MHAP model yeah um, and that that's where you you kind of bring it back to what Medicare would have paid had it had they provided that same service
2: which is still below private reimbursement absolutely
16: so. very much so you know you're looking at our hospitals across the state. Uh, anywhere some of our hospitals get up as high as seventy percent Medicare Medicaid. So governmental payers they are very dependent dependent on yeah if if you um, if you put one of those in danger and which that's really what the issue is now uh, it's it's just the uncertainty of of um, you know if i'm a if I'm a Medicaid recipient or yeah. if I'm a provider, you know what does this mean? Uh, how does it? How's it gonna work now? Yeah. Because if you don't put a bill in place, that gives the agency total control over spending, providing services. Um, you know, we provide of several non essential services for Medicaid in the state of Mississippi. The largest one of those is pharmacy. Hmm. So all of a sudden, if my budget's not looking good, Medicaid can simply just say, Okay, we're not gonna do pharmacy anymore. We're yeah. gonna carve this out. So, you know, you're really looking at some dangerous things here. Um you know it, I, you know we all have reasons that that things happen. legislature legislature's no different things happen, but uh you know you got to say Friday was reckless yeah. you, you're you 're really taking a big chance uh on a very important part of health care in the state of Mississippi at the end we hope of a pandemic mm-hmm.
2: and so i believe- cor- correct me if i 'm wrong on this tim but uh for Maybe since the CARES Act, at some point, the, the federal government changed the match, increased yes, it yes. Uh, during the pandemic, kind Correct. of uh, assuming that it's offsetting uh, additional incremental costs associated with with dealing with. And I think that's pretty clear there were additional costs uh, borne sure. by health care providers that that uh, receive their, their payments, their reimbursements sure. uh, in sure. that respect. So, But that's not permanent. It, it's not.
16: Uh, it's a 62 percent increase okay. uh, that every state got. And of course, you know, we do have the highest F- FMAP map in the country, uh, and that is because we are the poorest. We have the worst health care outcomes. We got all these reasons to do that.
2: It's about seventy three percent is that the number? That the federal government, the F MAP
16: The F MAP actually currently today is eighty four point five.
2: Well with the addition with, addition. with
16: that at the added six. So you know you're bumping it on up so about 76. seventy six.
2: Oh wow. Okay. It's high. I'm it's, behind it's, a year or two. That's then. okay. No yeah. you're good.
16: Um, and then, of course, in some of the legislation, you know, there's another five percent we could pick up.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I understand. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, and we've got, uh, unfortunately, frankly, a, a large uh, amount of our population is enrolled in Medicaid. Um, it's seven hundred something thousand, Wonderful.
16: right? Yeah. Uh, about yeah, about the last numbers i like at the end of 2020 is looking a little over seven hundred twenty thousand.
2: Total. Seven or 20,000, and last data I looked at, uh, Tim, about 400,000 of those were children in the, the various Medicaid, CHIP programs, so forth. Is that right? That's, Does that sound about
16: right? Yeah, it's probably. It's probably close. It's going to be a high percentage. Of, and then, you know, uh, the, the next big population is our nursing home population. Yeah, the elderly. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, the indigent elderly. Absolutely. And, and uh, which wears a lot of the Costco. Uh, natu- naturally, side. of course. Absolutely. Just as they do in the private uh, insurance market. That, so. and, and
16: that's a great point and a great comparison there because the Medicaid program is truly an insurance product for this group of, of yeah. people. Um, they, they can't afford insurance. They have a lot of health problems and a lot of issues. Um, you know, one of the things that was in this bill was extending the coverage from others up to a year, yeah. which was going to have a huge impact on a lot of things. Uh, that's one thing that would, you know, whether Medicaid continued that or not, I don't know. Yeah. Just questions.
2: So, what else is going on in your world with respect? I know there's a lot, obviously, a bit of a rhetorical question, but are, it, thing, it seems like things are getting better, certainly with respect to hospitalizations due to uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know that put a lot of pressure yeah. on your members and uh, my, my various friends that are physicians uh, in these big institutions say, we got beds, we got physical rooms, staff, that what this has done is put enormous pressure on the market for healthcare professionals, and so it's, uh, let's say it's more of a seller's market, if those who have the skills uh, are in high demand, and their costs are going up, or the cost of those people are going up, which puts more pressure on the healthcare institutions, which has to be covered somehow by those of us that uh, have care yeah. and pay for yeah. it. Uh, and so it's, I, and I've heard them even say, you know, we got, they get calls from all over the country from other institutions. Hey, come here and here's how much we'll pay you. And the next thing you know, they're packing up and they're leaving Absolutely. for greener pasture. And you can't blame them for that.
16: Not at all. You know, that's uh, that's all a really great point. And, and our, our decrease in COVID admissions couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah. Uh, because we've seen a lot of traditional critical care patient admissions go up. Okay, So we have still had difficulty, particularly in the Jackson metro area, uh, having critical care beds to take care of patients from all over the state. They have still been patients that have transferred outside the state. And, and a lot of that goes back to exactly what you're saying, it's a staffing issue, not a physical bed issue. Yeah. Now, thank goodness we have started seeing some of our nurses come home. They, okay. have, uh, they have gone. The only thing that may be faster than Napa
9: driver Chase Elliott is the free Napa Racing Chase Elliott Caps. Get one free at a participating Napa Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of 5 quarts of Mobile One motor oil. Napa has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV, and full synthetic on sale for $26.99 for a 5-quart jump. Sale price good through March 31st and supplies of Chase Elliott Caps are limited. Napa
15: Know How!
10: Find new roads. You know when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. Tour. Their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland on the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601- 983-1130 and check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com That's LeeWillBuyIt.com This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded
6: in Mississippi in 1915 19- and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsInc.com.
10: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's
14: Basils.
1: Tune in to Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Jackson
17: 97.3.
0: For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Had a little technical glitch last segment. Apologize about that, folks. We've got Tim Moore, President and CEO of Mississippi Hospital Association, in the studio. Still continuing the conversation, talking about uh, Medicaid and, and Mississippi. And, and so, uh, Tim, and, I, and I'm and i pretty certain that your members would share the sentiment here. we got to figure out a way to get people off of Medicaid. And to grow our economy and opportunity, and our per capita and household income uh, levels, so that fewer people need it. And the problem is, we're not going to deny care to anybody you ca- under entitlement laws. We you basically can't. Absolutely. So, and, and for our listeners that aren't familiar with that, that was that was a Reagan law. That was passed under Ronald Reagan, and it's what it basically says is that all comers into a healthcare institution, and I'm talking at a very high level now. You've got to you've got to provide them care and at least get them stable. There you go. Uh, is yeah. I think what the law says, that's and that's very subjective. Yeah. It can be subjective, whatever that means, whether they can pay or not, that's and exactly that's how it. we end up with all this uninsured care. And which which um, is borne by the providers, by the institutions. And I know a lot of people think – I'm just being honest, folks – and I think people that know me know I'm a fairly conservative person. But if you think the hospitals are just making money hand over foot – in fact, it's just quite the opposite. Yeah, the, the community hospitals – I saw a report from KPMG, one of the big four accounting firms, 18 months or so ago, said 75% of the community hospitals in this country are cash flow negative. That would be right. Cash flow negative. It's scary. And so, and I'm not suggesting that government is the solution to that uh, whatsoever, but I'm just being honest, it's not like they're just making print money at your expense while they're delivering care. Um, It's a problem. I mean, well, uh, and we're talking much broader than a Medicaid technical bill here, and I understand well, that. We're talking well. more philosophically, but... Well, but they all come together. They, they
16: do. They, they come together very well. And and when you talk about EMTALA, uh, there has to be a med- medical screening done. Um, our mid level practitioners or a physician are the only ones that can do that. Yep. So if that means determining if you're stable or not, having to do a CT or a couple of thousand dollars worth of lab work or all this, um, the hospital's... That's a sunk cost. Okay. Yep. They don't get anything for that. Yep. But they do that and we're going to take care of patients. Uh, and you know that, that conversation has come up a lot. You know, if we're gonna just continue to to do this, we'll just have to eliminate mtala and you know, just forget oh, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Well we can't do that. We're not gonna let people die on nope. the street. That's a public health issue. Despite from day one. excuse
2: me for interrupting despite hmm. what Many on the left will say, "Is people are just dying out in the streets because those meano conservatives are you know they want to take?" And that's not true either. No, so that's just no. not happening. No. I, and I know lots of physicians. Obviously, you work with them every day. I don't know a single one that would let somebody go without care if no. they can't pay. Not a oh, no. single one.
16: No, no, that, that it won't happen in the hospital either. I mean, that's, I know it that, won't. I ran hospitals for thirty years, and, and that doesn't happen. So we take care of the patients that of come course. in regardless, and going to continue to do that. Yes, um, you know the the. A lot of issues there that, uh, that could be addressed. Now, you mentioned um, Medicaid yeah. and, and taking care of those. Yeah. You know, let's go back to who is on Medicaid. And we talked about the elderly population, which is going to use a lot of resources. We've got uh, some of the younger population, but it's, it's going to be kids and mothers predominantly, or it's going to be somebody with disabilities. It's going to be very difficult in most cases to get those folks off of Medicaid.
2: Those are the groups.
16: That's the group. And you've got um, you know, you've got a few, very few, small population, and it's much less than 10%, that could potentially be working and, and be on Medicaid. Yeah. Uh, and that's caregivers and, and folks like that that would qualify. Very, very small population. Typically, the individuals that are on Medicaid are, are sick, Okay, other than our kids. You know, we got a CHIPS program, and we learned a long time ago that if we provide care and we do wellness care, then we keep people from getting sick, and that's the cheapest form of health care we can possibly offer. Yeah. And that's something that we need to really dive into and and try to work uh, a a little better. Uh, Opportunity to do that with adults. Certainly in Mississippi. Absolutely. And we need it desperately uh, because of the populations that we have that uh, that can't afford it. They just can't afford health care. That's the population that's a transition population that we were just talking about uh... that was something that pence used quite a bit in indiana he said this is a this is a transitional program to give people a hand up in order to get them to another level where well, they can they, they can make more of an income they have more disposable income they can afford health insurance and take care of themselves and their families and that's that's huge i mean that that's the big part uh... you know some of those we were talking a little bit uh, off about um, about the Americans Rescue Act yeah. and things of that, they, and we both share similar views yeah. of of the fact of what it's going to cost this country, and and um, the, some of the issues that are in it and how it was done. However, as I said, it is the law of the land now, and Mississippi needs to take advantage of every bit of it can. Yeah, and I think we're looking at what two point seven billion dollars possibly coming all in,
2: counting the, the cities, counties, the states yep. uh, approach. I mean, apportionment as well. So yeah, all in. And and if you look at
16: the opportunity there. To, to grow or to cover the uncompensated care that you brought up earlier in the state of Mississippi, there's an opportunity to bring another $890 million over the wow. first two years. That okay. pretty much covers what you need to do there. Uh, and then, of course, if you tie in hmm. uh, the Mississippi Cares program that hospitals brought to the state, that adds another $200 million to it. So you're looking... At least two hundred million, uh, potentially two hundred the first year and second year, and two hundred then going forward. You're looking at almost one point two billion dollars. But
2: that didn't make That's it this clear. year again, right? It the bill not. to expand Medicaid and not. the governor's been pretty clear he wouldn't support uh, such a move, and he ran on that basis. Yeah. Uh, he made that very clear that he wasn't for that. Uh, and I have kind of mixed feelings about it. Uh, you know, I I don't think it's fair that we just dump this cost on healthcare institutions. On the other hand, I, I, at some point we got to say no to – we can't just keep giving away money and, and creating government programs as a solution. Uh, on the other hand, as you said, and I, I've even heard the lieutenant governor said, well, if we expanded, there's a billion dollars or so from the federal government that would come our way uh, to help offset mm-hmm. that. I know that the Mississippi Cares program that your group uh, has presented and advocates for – uh, suggests that it would it would cover a good portion of the state's part of that. Cover all of it. Cover all of it. I thought there was a small premium that it, for, the, for the for the participants. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but we're talking about 20, 30 bucks a month or absolutely. something like that. Twenty bucks yeah. is what we to have some proposal. so-called skin in the game. Correct. So you have read the proposal. Well, I have. I like that. Uh, Thank uh, you. I <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and so I, you know. Like I said it's it's a, it's a very thorny situation. Yeah. And I understand the arguments on both sides, but I'm going to ask you this question. I'm an advocate of repealing the certificate of need um, laws. How do you, how does your group feel about that, yeah. Tim?
16: Um, let, me, uh, let me let let me okay, answer one sure, Sunday and sure. I'll go right back to that. Yes, I, won't, sir. I won't run away from it. No problem. Problem. Uh if if you look at <laughs> this is what is really concerning, because we were just talking about a population in the in the state that did not have does not have coverage, can't right. afford coverage. We spent more time talking about getting Medicaid for paroled inmates this year than we did even worrying about the working poor in the state of Mississippi that cannot afford health care insurance.
2: Which is the group that would be benefit the most if we expanded Medicaid.
16: From the 100 to the 138 percent, gotcha. absolutely. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, and I'll jump back to CON We've got a couple of there. minutes, so keep going. Okay, yep. we, we can do it real quick. Yep. CON is, is, is an issue to health care. One reason, because the market is so unstable right now. Okay. That's a huge issue. And then also, there is, it's not a free market. We just talked about why it was not a free market. A hospital has to cover whoever comes in to make sure that they're okay, they're stable, it's not life-threatening, and then stabilize them if they are. If you allow people just to put up imaging centers or freestanding surgery centers everywhere, or you just put pieces of care that are profitable in the market, because nobody's going to run to the Delta and put up a a, a big freestanding center because there's not enough revenue there. You're going to be in metro areas where you're already flooded with health care coverage. So until we can make it a free market, the CON needs to stay in place. Now, can it be revised? And it has. You know, look, Three years ago, we had a real good uh, markup of the CON bill and made some things changes, increased the limits and all those things, and, and made it much easier to move through. Yeah, That can certainly be done again. But you've got to protect your hospitals if you want them there. If you continue to pull out all the profitable business and put it on the side, you're not going to have a hospital. Or the other thing is the state and the government, the federal government are going to be paying even more yeah. to keep those hospitals open. So that's where the, I stand on C O
2: N. The unfortunate reality is if we repealed, to, to produce a true free market, you'd have to repeal one of Ronald Reagan's laws. You got it. The umbrella would have another uh, way. Yeah, you, you can do it
16: another way. Okay. You can you can require those other individuals, those people that are opening up these other centers, to take care of as much charity as bar in those hospitals and those communities.
2: We got to come up with something. It's all did, I know. Did, it's, it's broke. You got it. You're Appreciate right. you joining us, today. man. Thank so you so much for your insight. Yes, sir. We'll be right back here on the JT Show. Stay with us.
18: With the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com.
14: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller, and Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at
22: DanksMillerCorey.com.
8: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark. Locally owned and
6: operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace and Screw Couple, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstaff.
13: $1,400 stimulus payments have started rolling out as part of the president's COVID relief package. Mark Meredith with Fox has more. President Biden
21: says these stimulus payments are gonna be a lifeline for many people struggling a year into the pandemic. And while higher income individuals are not qualifying, the president says some families may be getting a lot more money
22: than they realize. Well, that means for a typical family of four, middle-class family, husband and wife working, making $110,000 a year, that means $5,600 check they are going to
13: get you can check the status of your stimulus at irs.gov click on get my payment tomorrow's the deadline for the senate to take up the house proposal to eliminate the income tax
14: there are not the votes in the senate at all to pass it as is
13: senator bryce wiggins last week
14: i think there are options being looked at it will be nowhere if there's anything nowhere near what the house
1: sent Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th Starring the Almond Betts Band With G-Love and Special Sauce
5: The my
1: Taz Meter Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music. Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland
2: Welcome back, everyone. The J.T. Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino in the studio. Good discussion with Tim Moore from the Mississippi Hospital Association. Really appreciate him coming in. Don't totally agree uh, with all of that, but uh, clearly he's got a tough job. It's, uh, this Healthcare's a tough business, and... It it just is, because we all want all we can get, and we want it at the lowest cost possible, and it's not something you can often opt out of. It's a little different uh, business in that respect. So, anyhow, how about this cheerleader mom? Have you seen this story? The cheerleader mom. You had uh, shared with us, Rhino, Tom Cruise deepfake and others? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently, this cheerleader mom, who really wants her, her child to be on the cheer squad, she's done some sort of deepfake stuff showing other candidates for the cheer squad in uh, rather uh, compromising positions. Uh, It's like drinking and smoking and carrying on and doing stuff like that that she thought would reflect poorly on the other the others involved in the tryouts for cheerleader. Doctored images and videos and was trying to, to incriminate these teenagers fake depictions showing some of them nude drinking alcohol it's crazy i mean that's that's going a long way to get your kid on the cheer cheering squad huh
3: would also say it's probably highly illegal if it's a high school cheer squad and she's photoshopping them into nude photos.
2: Oh, no question. She's That's got,
3: the production of child pornography, which is illegal Yeah,
2: anyway, that's true.
3: In the United States.
2: Yeah. It's more than just lying. It's what you did as part of the lying. So, now her daughter... Now that this has been discovered, that she's doing all this, her daughter, of course, is getting voxed, is getting all kinds of harassing texts and phone calls and social media nonsense. It's Just crazy. How far will people go? You're not entitled to be a cheerleader. But, you know, when you just dump money out on everybody, you start to get this attitude. I'm entitled to all this. It's our society. It's okay. It's it's just crazy. Anyhow, that was kind of an interesting little story. Here's another one that's positive. There's a blood donor in Texas that was honored recently, he gave 120 gallons of blood over his lifetime. It is thought that he has saved 3,000 people through his generosity. 3,000!
3: Yeah, his reasoning for, for doing it is pretty cool. It is. Go ahead and tell us. He was born prematurely and needed a blood transfusion, but this gentleman is old enough to have been born before the era of blood banks. So his dad had to go around and ask relatives and friends to donate blood so that his then preemie baby could survive. And that preemie baby grew up to then go on and donate 120
2: gallons
3: of the life-saving substance.
2: Wow. That's incredible. 962 times he's donated blood. That, This is a special person. There's no question. This is a good person. Really good person. And there are a lot of good people in this country. And this is an example. This is America at its best. And that's why I think this story is worth sharing. It truly is. We're so focused on the negative. We're so focused on all the bad and how everything's wicked and unfair and inequitable. I'm just sick of it. They're good people. This guy's one of them. And we should learn. Kevin on the C Spire text line. So I heard him talking about this on the show, the local show here, before we came on the air. It's part of the stimulus bill the american rescue plan 10,200 dollars of unemployment wages compensation is is not wages it's compensation is not subject to income tax and so I heard him talking about that before we came on the air. But this is a question from Kevin in Smithville. He says he said I chose to have it taken out, but that was before, uh, and before we knew that it was going to be exempt from tax. Is there a way to get that back? He's already filed his tax return. I, you know, I don't want to give advice on that because I don't know the answer. You you would be reconciling it on your tax return and you've already filed it, you can file an amended return, and I don't remember all the details on that, but you can file an amended return, and and really, if you've done that, you should seek, I think, some assistance from a tax professional. It it doesn't necessarily have to be a a CPA. I, I feel pretty certain that all the various tax services could help you file an amended return to get that reconciled and squared away. Uh, And hopefully that helps. So there's questions about the Jackson mayor and the gun show that are coming in. i got to tell you, I don't exactly know the details. Rhino, I know you've looked into that a little bit. Yeah, there was a a gun show
3: in the Jackson metro area that uh, vendors for the gun show were charged a fee. I think it was $50 by... Uh, The the municipality's administration, I think it was either the fire department or somebody, for an inspection that is now being alleged that the inspection never took place, that all of the fee transactions were done in cash with no names taken or receipts given. So it looks like the city of Jackson was getting in on a grift and doing so illegally.
2: Yeah. Uh, We're not surprised, are we?
3: Not in the least.
2: Not surprised at all. It just seems like in this country we are so consumed, to some extent enamored, with things that just aren't truly the biggest problems we face. And we don't seem to concern ourselves with what truly are our big problems. this stimulus deal to a great extent it's really not solving any problems I would argue it's creating more short-term because we're such we we've become accustomed to concerning ourselves with the short-term we don't worry about the long-term this is a deal where there's a tad of short-term gain if you will in exchange for long-term pain. It's, it's consistent to, to a great extent with principles of BLM and what now many on the left are calling describing as racist, which is delayed gratification, meaning sacrifice now, sacrifice for some period of time, work hard, and give up present-day smaller reward for larger long-term reward. Delayed gratification. We're now in instant gratification culture. Send me that money now. We'll worry about oh yeah, gas is eight dollars a gallon. I'm not worried about that. It's two years away. I need money now. And then the question is what are people going to do with this money? Are going to spend it? What are you going to do, folks? You're going to spend it? Give us a call. Tell us. 888 808 8637. You're going to spend it, save it, invest it, buy Bitcoin. Let us know. We'll be right back on the JT Show straight ahead.
9: Then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now. Get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges, and Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. And it won't last long. Two, at Mazda Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. CX-5 stock number 4936. 3 stock number 4846 with a
4: free credit on select
1: models. I'm Liz Brister with Energy. We know heating and cooling your home requires significant power and can lead to higher than expected bills. We want to help you take control of your bill. That's why we offer several deferred payment options to suit your needs and help your budget. We can also connect you to community payment assistance partners. If you need help paying your bill, visit Entergy.com slash MyPaymentOptions or call 1-800-ENTERGY.
11: The official says the 2018 Tacoma registration ignored signs and was one of several cases of political interference at the agency the epa's past 2018 to registration decision was tainted by political interference and ignored the important science on the herbicides risk that according to the internal epa email over the past few years i'm aware that political interference sometimes compromised the integrity of our science said michael friedhoff the new acting assistant administrator for epa's office of chemical safety and pollution prevention the email highlights the agency's 2018 Tacoma registrations of Bayer's Extendamax herbicide, BASF's Eugenia herbicide, and Corteva's Fexapan herbicide as an example of that political interference. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Learn more at Trustmark.com
7: slash business.
10: Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Hey, hey, hey.
0: Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Supertalk Mississippi.
2: Everyone, the JT show, Tommy Shaw, Dennis DeYoung, James Young, John Panazzo, Chuck Panazzo, Sticks, bumping us into this segment. Thanks for that, Rhino. All right, we got a little sound for you here.
22: Talking about a vaccine, every serious. Every serious company is talking about maybe having a vaccine done by the end of the year. But the distribution of that vaccine will not occur until sometime beginning or the middle of next year to get it out. If we get the vaccine. And pray God we will. May God we will. Mr. Vice President, I want to pick up up on this question, though. You (laughs) say the public can trust the scientists, but they can't trust President Trump. In fact, you said that again tonight. Your running mate, Senator Harris, goes further, saying the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will be suppressed. Given the fact that polls already show that people are concerned about the vaccine and are reluctant to take it, are you and your running mate, Senator Harris, contributing to that fear? No more than the question you just asked him. You pointed out. Huh? He puts pressure. And disagrees with his own scientist but you're you 're saying saying you, know, you can 't trust the scientists. No, well no, no, you can 't trust the scientist he said she didn 't say that you can 't trust she the, said the public health experts quote will be muzzled will yes. be suppressed. well that 's what he 's going to try to do, but there 's millions of scientists there 's thousands of scientists out there like here at this millions great thousands. hospital that don 't work for him. Their job doesn't depend on him. That's not They're the people I spoke to the scientists scientists that are in charge They will have the vaccine It's clueless.
2: This was him last year saying in best case middle of this year Wrong. Again Nobody takes this serious
3: because they're wrong every time
2: He's still
3: touting the middle of this year. If you just if you just play by my rules, we might let you have a July Fourth barbecue, a small one with immediate family, no friends,
2: and your mask on and no hugging. Don't get close. But did you, you see over the weekend? Now Fauci says, "Well, you know, maybe six feet's a little little too wide of a distance for school children. Three is fine now, huh?" Next thing you, they'll tell you that. Washing your hands doesn't do any good. I mean, this is why you can't take them seriously. It's it's like a weather vane, constantly changing. We need to play that uh, comma comma chameleon song. That's what it seems like. It's incredible. Please get back to the Jackson Gun Show fee discussion. It's, it's all over the Jackson News. I never saw an article in the pa- paper, nor in the news, what happened. I, I think it is out on the news now. I, I don't know. I think that'll come and go pretty quick. I don't know. I mean, it seems to have ticked off a
3: small group of people that are usually pretty vocal, but it's still a pretty small number of
2: people impacted by it. I'm worried about having enough money to buy a gun. Eventually, at the rate that we're just throwing money around the place, you're going to need a wheelbarrow of money to buy a gun. At the rate we're going, so people have texted in though and told us what they plan to do with their stimmy. It seems pretty
3: evenly split. If you have any significant debt, you're you're taking it and applying it towards that debt to pay off your debts. If you're out of debt, tend to save it unless you have a big purchase that you've had your eyes on, like a firearm.
2: And that seems to be the more common uh, object item that folks plan to purchase is a firearm with their STEMI. John from Corinth says, new firearms just make sense to me. I said, well, the retailer you buy will like that. He says, just doing my part to stimulate the Second Amendment economy. Rusty from Greenville says, my plans for stimulus money expand my long-term storage capacity and fill that additional capacity with shelf-stable food and supplies. Sounds like he's prepping. Mailman Clayton. He says this blood donor must have been donating plasma or platelets because you can only donate whole blood 13 times in two years. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't dig into the details. Yeah, he
3: does the, uh, is it platelets or double red, whichever one you can do every two weeks.
2: That's the okay. one he does. Jason in Tupelo says, I'm going to dump 100% of my, uh, oh, my payroll check into my TSP and just live on the STEMI. Gotcha. Yeah, so Rhino made a point on the break All you folks buying firearms I hope you got some ammunition <laughs> They seem to be in short supply still Yeah, don't work without it Yeah Yes, indeed Well, time is out And we've got news coming out for this hour We've got news coming at you And when we return, it's Mississippi Outdoors Radio we got the MDWFP panel in the studio Stay with us
19: Fox News. I'm Jared McHugh. Two arrests are made in the January 6th assault on the Capitol in which police officer Brian Sicknick later died. Both men have been charged. The White House now has a point man to direct the implementation of the American Rescue Plan.
13: Fox News has confirmed Gene Sperling, who served in the Obama and Clinton administrations, will supervise the execution of the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. The White House says there's no one better qualified to take charge of the implementation of the rescue plan and make sure it delivers for the American people.
19: Fox's Rachel Sutherland, rioting returns to the streets of Portland, Oregon. The city of Portland late last week removed fencing
9: surrounding a federal courthouse that had been up since last summer, and rioters returned. Breaking windows, setting fires, and damaging businesses as they
19: chanted hate against the USA. Fox's Jeff Manasso, America is listening to Fox News.
10: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Medicaid tech bills died on the calendar of the Capitol last week. Senate Medicaid Committee Chair Kevin Blackwell is promising they'll get things worked out. There is the possibility of being called into special session by the governor
6: kind of want to talk about some irony in the house bill they were wanting to have a commission and actually take authority away from the governor when they killed our bill they inadvertently gave him
23: the power now to to oversee the program
13: The Department of Health reporting 101 new cases of COVID. The latest report brings the state's total number of cases
21: up to just under 301,000. With the confirmation of two additional deaths, 6,903 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations remain slightly above 300, and active outbreaks in
13: Mississippi long-term care facilities have dropped to 44. I'm Kelly Bennett. After 20 years in the NFL and 15 as a New Orleans Saint, Drew Brees is retiring, his children made the announcement.
17: Our dad is finally going to retire so he so can, we can spend, spend more time, time with us. With us. Yeah. Yeah.
13: You might miss him on the field, but you'll still be able to see him. He's joining the NBC sports team as a studio analyst. He shared the news on the Today Show this morning, adding that he and his family will continue their philanthropic work in New Orleans. There's a lot of talk of being able to return to normal in a few months, but would it really be the same? Dr. Katherine Pinnell doesn't think so. Doesn't that put us at risk again for having another pandemic? I mean, I think we, you learn from the past. um, And I think with like mask and it really emphasizing good hygiene we have not had much flu or rsv this season and that's because we've done the proper things like masking it i'm kelly bennett
6: before your next trip into the great mississippi outdoors make sure you stop by your neighborhood gateway tire and service center where we go the distance for you no matter where the road takes you Kenda has a tire designed for your journey on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires, just like Kenda. Designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you.
7: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: You are listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come.
18: Trail again and again,
2: and hunting and the land. Welcome back, everyone. Good afternoon. Now it's time for Mississippi Outdoors Radio here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Our guest in the studio this afternoon, the Executive Director of Wildlife Mississippi, Mr. James Cummins. Afternoon, James. Thanks for coming in today. Great to be here. Thank you. So tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, your background, and uh, this organization that uh, you lead. So I uh, probably a little bit different background compared to
24: uh, a lot of folks so you know our family's been in in Mississippi a very long time we uh just kind of go back to about the revolutionary war we were wow. we were making uh 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 Firearms, muskets, and and bayonets for the Continental Army, and then in the early 1800s moved to Mississippi, and still have the same family farm uh, that we've had then wow. had then up in Montgomery County near Winona. Yeah. Uh, so, but I ended up spending a lot of time on that growing up, and and ended up going to Mississippi State. Uh, I got a B.S. in in fisheries there, and then went on to Virginia Tech for fisheries and wildlife, and I guess continued fur- furthering north, and ended up working for uh, U.S. Senator Thad Cochran. Hmm. Uh, you know, primarily working on you know conservation natural resource you know legislation uh, for him you know but but growing up you know in Greenville uh, you know I, we were mentioning before we went on about Steve and Joe Azar and I, I, yeah. I know what waiting on Joe means they, <laughs> they were great friends and s- still are uh, but we you know we would fish on you know Lake Ferguson Lake Washington and squirrel hunted at Leroy Percy Wildlife Management Area dove hunted there bow hunted at Yazoo you know but it had a good mix of, of, of whether it was private land public land but really seeing and, you know what all mississippi has and how we can and how we can make it better um i ended up you know married my wife uh, uh martha dalrymple from amory she was actually the first female uh commissioner for the department of environmental quality in the history of the state I'll so sure. so uh kind of runs in the family a little bit but uh uh but so why like mississippi as you as you ask, was it was formed uh in the in the late 90s uh prior to that Conservation in the state was primarily about litigation and land acquisition, and you had a lot of business leaders uh, like Clark Reed, Richard McRae, Howard Brent, Mm -hmm. um, Billy Van Devender, Charles Pickering, uh, uh, Rick Calhoun, Kent Hull, we lost Kent. Uh, you know, they really felt like that we weren't taking a, a, as much of a business approach to, to conservation as as we could in the state and really felt like, you know, the private landowner is really the key With Mississippi being about 90 percent uh, private land. So, you know, that's really why the organization was formed and to really, you know, look at how can we combine economic development and environment and, and the two work together instead of being com- competing interest. Uh, and so, you know, really started that, and I've, I've serve on a couple of boards. I, I, I'm Vice President of the Boone and Crockett Club. Uh, it's the oldest conservation in North America. It was founded by Theodore Roosevelt in 1887, hmm. and I also chair the, the Federal Policy Committee for the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. It's over the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus in Washington, which is the largest caucus in the U.S. Congress.
2: Hmm. Very interesting background. and appreciate you being here today and sharing that with us. So, conservation in Mississippi I mean, it's so clear that we are blessed here in Mississippi with fantastic uh, outdoors and uh, and just animals and wildlife. Uh, are how are we f- currently funding conservation of wildlife in Mississippi? Because it to do it right does take money. A-
24: absolutely, and you hit on a point that you know uh, you know Clark Reed says a lot. Is is we're a poor state, but we're very rich in natural resources. Yeah. Um, so, most people think that the Mississippi legislature is who funds, say, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, for example. Right. Um, but that's really not the case. They, they fund, the legislature funds about $6 million a year uh, that they pay toward the operation of our state parks and our Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. And the museum is, oh, my goodness, what it's a awesome. treasure we have yeah. compared to, to other states with the, with the museum. Um, but conservation in Mississippi and more specifically fish and wildlife conservation is is really funded by sportsmen. Uh, you know, every time we you know you, you go into a sporting goods store in Mississippi and you buy, you know, a fishing rod or a reel or some, you know, bandit lures or you know, or you're you're buying a new a new gun for your grandson or whatever the case may be, there's about a ten percent excise tax on that. Uh, archer equipment eleven percent. Uh, handguns a little bit differently. Uh and in fact the act that created uh, the that that is called the Pittman-Robertson Act, or the Federal Aid and Wildlife Restoration, uh, was a gentleman by the name of Key Pittman, uh, and Senator Pittman, while he l- uh, lived and represented the state of Nevada, was born in none other than Vicksburg, Mississippi. Hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, so we've got a lot of good, strong conservation roots, and people from the state really caring about it and, and, and going to D.C. And, and making it work. So that's part of it. You know, the, that So that creates about 75 percent of the funding. Uh, the other 25 hmm. percent is, you know, when we when we buy our hunting and fishing licenses, or we go to buy a state wildlife management area permit or permit for a state lake. So you add all that up together, that's about $73 million a year that the sportsmen in Mississippi are paying to run the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Right. It's not coming out of the general fund. Right.
2: So there's uh, this bill that you're familiar with, HB 1231, came out of the House, and we've talked about it quite a bit here on Super Talk and had a number of guests to... Uh, also dive into the details on that. But in general, what this would do is set up a separate conservation fund and uh, sales tax monies that come from retailers that specialize in sales of outdoor products, if you will, that are consumed by the sportsman. A piece of that would be allocated to this fund, and it would then be matched by federal monies uh, at a multiple above that. Uh, to be used for the purpose of conservation uh, of our outdoors and our wildlife here in, in Mississippi, is that something that we need here in Mississippi? And if so, why do we need it? You, you
24: know, you know, uh, we we're set here in Mississippi, and you look at the states around us, and you you look at other states in the southeast, and you know, only Mississippi and Louisiana don't have a fund like this. Yeah, you know, so you know. I mentioned Greenville earlier growing up and right across the river was was Arkansas. Uh, You know, Lake Chico State Park, for example. Uh, Arkansas, their their fund, mandatory dollars in Arkansas is $45 million a year. Three times, three times what we're asking for in Mississippi. Hmm. You know, if you look at their state parks, for example, you know, their worst state park is better than our best one. Mm-hmm. You know they really do a fantastic job right next door. You know using their natural resources as a really superpower in terms of benefiting their economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's, you know, you know, a friend of mine were talking and I were talking earlier before we came in, and it, you know, we you know we see a lot of our our friends that we go to Mississippi State or Southern or Ole Miss or any or Alcorn or Jackson State, any number of universities. And we end up losing all this talent, you know, to to other states. We have a, a big brain drain in, the, in in Mississippi. And if you look at the outdoors and, and more of the natural world, that's what a lot of these millennials like. You know, they like to kayak. They may not like to go trotlining like me, yeah. you know, or or hunting big game. But they they like to bird watch. They like to kayak. They like to do a lot of these things. Yep. Yeah. We can use this to help keep a lot of our talent in the state. You that's know? a good point. Um, you know, so it's it's not just that. It, it, it's it's also somewhat of a numbers game as well. You've got about seven hundred eighty thousand sportsmen in the state. You know, and that's a big that's a big number. So politically, about a third of these are active voters. Uh, about eighty percent of these are likely voters, and about eighty eight percent or eighty percent of that number. They vote sportsmen's issues, so hmm. these are serious people that care about. You know, they're like Joe Azar. They care about <laughs> where they were born and where they were raised and making it and making it better. You do.
2: And of course, it passed the House uh, by an overwhelming margin. Went over to the Senate, and there and there seems to be some concerns about uh, the fact that the way it was written in the House, at least, that monies could be used for conservation efforts even on private property, and there seems to be some objection to that over on the Senate side. But it, it's been revealed since then, I certainly wasn't aware of it, that less than 10 percent or 10 percent or so of the land in Mississippi is publicly owned, that 90 percent of it is privately owned. And so when you consider, I guess, how how vast is our outdoors and that the state is primarily, a, I guess, a rural state, we're not a densely populated state. That would seem to suggest that that conservation is is really not doing a lot if we only focus on just the publicly held land. That, that's that's absolutely you know true.
24: It, you know I remember when um, a long time ago when I worked for Senator Cochran, uh, one of the things that he said was both conservation and conservative have the same Latin roots. And he really worked hard to try to figure out how to do both. Hmm. And if you look at some of the programs, primarily as it regards to farm bill programs, working with private landowners, yeah. he authored most of those that we have in the country. You know, He also hmm. was very good at balancing You know, uh, the Theodore Roosevelt National Wildlife Refuge he created, the whole Collier National Wildlife Refuge in the Delta he created. That's the only National Wildlife Refuge in the United States named for an African American. But hmm. he was a great leader. They could figure out how to balance both of those things, you know. Um, uh, but if we're getting ready to go to a break, yeah. I want to finish that yeah. one up here in a little bit. We
2: sure are. We're going to a break right now, and we appreciate you having today. You in the studio today, James Cummins, Executive Director of the Mississippi, or excuse me, Wildlife Mississippi. We'll be right back after this.
10: Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family-owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full-year warranty. You mention my name, he'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's The AC Experts 769-237-COOL, or email directly theacexperts at yahoo.com, and on Facebook at AC Experts, or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts,
23: highly recommended. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school,
1: I love you, bye mom,
23: or taking it off road and uphill. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, woohoo!
12: <laughs> oh,
21: yeah, baby, we've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off road performance, Tire Depot has you covered alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
10: all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way Super Talk mississippi 97.3
2: Thunder is, looks like it's headed our way uh, this coming Wednesday, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, an elevated risk for severe weather. Yeah, got to be vigilant. Back in the studio, Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Outdoors Radio continues. Our guest is James Cummins, the executive director of Wildlife Mississippi. So, James, we we're talking about HB 1231. And I got to tell you, I didn't realize just how instrumental Senator Cochran had been Uh, in legislation dealing with conservation.
24: There's there's no other person like him. I mean... No idea. The country is so blessed to have had the benefit of his service you know over over the years and and really what he's done what he's done for Mississippi but most of us know that but you know what he's done in terms of, of conservation. He served as one of the two senators on the Migratory Bird Conservation Commission approving numerous you know acquisitions of habitat for waterfowl and other migratory birds and just you know my goodness, I mean, I did say, you, you know, I'm
2: not supportive of cloning, but I would make one exception. <laughs> got gotcha. you. So, all right. So back to 1231, and the need for some sort of conservation uh, funding in this state at some level, in some way, some shape, some form. And I got to tell you, you were talking about Mississippi and Louisiana. Uh, being kind of the outliers with respect to this such a program and, and the amount of money that Arkansas has got going into their programs. When I first saw the map uh, from the group that uh, was instrumental in the drafting and the promotion of this legislation, when I first saw the map showing the southern states, it was such a glaring hole right there in Mississippi and Louisiana and all the other states around us, have programs in place, and they're all benefiting from those, it's something just looked out of whack when you got those two states with nothing going in there.
24: You know, and it's, um, it, it's really out of whack, and it shouldn't be. I mean, you know, conservation and hunting and fishing support 79,000 jobs in Mississippi. Wow. $8 billion in economic activity, $2.1 billion in salaries and, and, and wages. 620 million in state and local tax. I'm hearing part of the opposition is is a diversion and we're talking about 15 million. 15 million out of 620 million? I want to know where the other 605 million is being <laughs> diverted from myself. I yeah. think sportsmen need to know that. Yeah. You know, so we're talking about 1%, so so small. I look at, at you know, when I was driving in, I look at you Drove, drove past Nissan and what a what a tribute to the state that we were able to recruit that. Yeah. You know, but the state, you know, it's about 32,000 jobs both direct and indirect. I just mentioned almost 80,000 jobs. Mississippi spent over a billion dollars in incentives to attract Nissan. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad Nissan's here. But investing 15 million, you know, In an an industry, if you want to look at that way, that supports this much, is a small price. And these jobs can't be exported to China.
2: Yeah, and we should be clear, we're not talking about tax increases here. We're just talking about moving, shifting some of the taxes that are currently going into the general fund uh, over into this special conservation fund that's then matched at a multiple greater than one-to-one by the federal government. For the purpose of conservation and preserving our natural resources and wildlife, we're not talking about more taxes here. Absolutely not. You know, uh, you know,
24: this one percent is is out of an existing tax off sporting goods. So if I walk into a sporting goods store and I buy a piece of sporting goods equipment, uh, you know, that goes into our Department of Revenue. One is diverted to this fund. Six percent goes to the general fund. Yeah. So it's it's no tax, and I think that's one of the beauties of this. You know, my goodness, look at what's happened in the last several days, Mississippi's just going to see a landfall in the billions of dollars, you know, coming from the federal government. You know, we, we're doing good from a revenue standpoint, you know, from, from our taxpayers in the state. And we can't find $15 million? Come on. Yeah. You know, so... It, you know, it's just so you know, it's so so important, and, and we've got such a, a strong coalition of, of people uh, that that are that are behind this bill. Uh, you've got Delta Wildlife, you've got Ducks Unlimited, Delta Council, uh, found that the Foundation for Fish Wildlife and Parks, Wildlife Mississippi, the Nature Conservancy, Boone and Crockett Club. You add all those organizations up. That's three hundred and sixty three years of experience in designing conservation programs yeah you know I mean and the people that run these, they're serious professional people. they all have professional degrees, uh, they're all native Mississippians, Houston, Mississippi Amory, Mississippi, Greenville, Oxford, you know, throughout the state, maybe a little bit on the northern side, but throughout the state yeah, you know, you know, they all love this state. They chose to stay here and to make, try to make it a better place. And you may say these are a good way to look at these people is they're kind of the the healthcare professionals for our outdoor world. Yeah. You know. But in this case, you know, okay, we got a second opinion. Said the same thing. Support the House version of twelve thirty one. So did the third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth opinion. Hmm. So how many opinions do you need if you're a doctor before you make a decision on what's best? You know, best for the resources that we have out there.
2: And at the at the top of the discussion also. Uh, James, you you, you listed uh, several prominent business figures in the state. I, I think I know all of them, as a matter of fact, uh, just for the business world. But these are all people who also have made significant investments in land and conservation thereof and wildlife. I just got this feeling that if we could get this going, this 1231 and this small dab of money at the end of the day, I think you'll see improvements of Mississippi's outdoors and wildlife to the point where that will draw more private investment. Absol- always does. A- absolutely. I mean, it, it'll draw more private investment.
24: I you know, you, may, you make a good point about the private investment. Look at what we have as a state, Mossy Oak, Yeah. you know, yeah. Primo's Game calls. Mississippi is not just, you know, look, we live and breathe this stuff. We make more outdoor products as industries. I drove past Gundog Supply, driving down here from North Mississippi. I drove past it th- through Matheson this morning. Yep. You know, uh, there are two boat companies in my little small town of Amory. You Incredible. know, Triton Boats used to be manufactured by Earl Benson in Aberdeen. You know, you, you got stuff on the coast. You know, it... it but we've got to have resources you've got to have the raw material if you will you know to help continue pushing these types of of, of products uh and services but yeah this 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 group of business leaders you know they really see the potential both in it you know, that we have in Mississippi and how can we use this to make it a better place to live work and raise a family
2: yeah and i think that's the point is that uh, these are folks that could go anywhere be anywhere travel anywhere invest anywhere but I think, like so many of us, they, this is their state. This is their home. They love it, and they want to make it better. And they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. They have already. And so uh, we're not talking about additional tax burden here. Can't say that enough. We're just talking about a teeny-tiny fractional petty cash diversion at the end of the day.
24: Absolutely. And, know, you made me think of, during his lifetime, Supreme Court Justice Scalia made over 42 trips to Mississippi to go hunting and fishing. Yeah. He loved to catch brim, shoot turkeys. He'd catch brim and take them back, in Justice Ginsburg would fry them up for her. That's right. You know, I mean, just just it, he could go anywhere, but he came to Mississippi.
2: Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's a precious asset, and it uh, it needs to be conserved and preserved for future generations. And I like the point about kind of what's become somewhat in vogue for the millennial and the and the younger population. Uh, that's that's uh, a good way to. Uh, Keep people here to retain our best and brightest, and, and our young talent for future generations. I haven't thought about that. That's an excellent point. We, we're losing millennials faster than any other
24: state, and we we can't afford. We need smart, intelligent, hardworking people to stay in Mississippi.
2: Yeah, you know. that uh, are career minded and and uh, s- setting on their life's path and. Want to produce uh, nice incomes, and they want to spend and invest, and the, uh, all that stuff starts trickling down. Even though a lot of people don't believe in that, but they they buy houses to take up permanent residence, and and all of the trappings that come along with that. That's good for the economy. A- ab-
24: absolutely, you know. And whether it's on public land or private land, thank goodness we have private landowners that are, that are interested in because that would put yeah. way too much pu- pressure on public lands if everybody tried
2: to go there. Well, that's true. So. And then we'd have so, to go buy, use public money to go buy private land to convert it to to public, which wouldn't make any sense in my. It view. doesn't make any
24: sense. You know, you know, if if I'm looking at restoring a stand of longleaf pine in South Mississippi, if I go buy, I, I'll spend sixteen hundred dollars an acre to buy the land, another hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. an acre to restore the longleaf pine. Or I can go, you know, cost share with a private landowner and pay 75% of the cost of planting a loan or 150 bucks an acre. That's a tenfold difference, you know. I mean, we get more conservation for our dollar, you know, when we work with a combination of, of both acquiring public land as well as, as, as private land. Absolutely. Um, um, and, and, you know, I hear a lot about, you know, our state parks, you know. But what I don't understand is, you got a faction out there that's talking about all the 147 million dollars in a backlog on state park maintenance, but we but we want to buy more land. You yeah, know, it's not any sense. I don't understand that. What business model is that? It's, you know, I'm tired of Mississippi being last. Let's let's I'm let's, with you, let's, man. let's let's think out of the box like the
2: rest of the country is already doing. I, I'm with you, and in fact, I got a point to make about that when we come back. Our discussion continues on Mississippi Outdoors Radio with James Cummins. Stay with us.
4: got to get that
13: fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit helmspolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821.
18: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your
17: Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomeninatruck.com.
20: Step into spring and get your planting started at the Garden Extravaganza. Join us March 19 to the 21st at the new Trademark in Jackson. Shop garden, patio, and outdoor at one location. Garden centers, outdoor decor and accessories, landscapers, and so much more masks required lots of space for social distancing and hand sanitizing stations follow garden extravaganza on facebook today and get ready to shop till you drop friday march 19 saturday march 20 and sunday march 21st at the trademark in jackson
7: the best made to order lunch in northeast jackson is at fourth and goal sports cafe homestyle plates full of catfish shrimp and rib tips just to name a few eat in or carry out DoorDash or grubhub call 769-208-8283 once again 769-208-8283.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News the Medicaid tech bills died on the calendar of the Capitol last week Senate Medicaid Committee chair Kevin Blackwell is promising they'll get things worked out there is the possibility of being called into special session by the governor
6: kind of want to talk about some irony in the House bill they were wanting to have a commission and actually take authority away from the governor when they killed our bill they inadvertently
23: gave him the power and aptitude to oversee the program.
13: The Department of Health reporting 101 new cases of COVID. The latest report brings the state's total number of
21: cases up to just under 301,000. With the confirmation of two additional deaths, 6,903 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations remain slightly above 300 and active outbreaks in Mississippi long-term care facilities have dropped to 44.
12: Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team
2: Welcome back everyone, Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. James Cummins, Executive Director of Wildlife Mississippi, is our guest. So a thought I had, James, before we went to break is that it's not like we're inventing something new here. We're not an outlier here. We're an outlier by not taking advantage of this program.
24: 100 percent. 100 percent. You know, you know the federal government we were talking about Senator Cochran earlier you know he's made a lot of these programs available you know for us to take advantage of last yeah. year was one of my most successful in my lifetime working to get legislation passed you know the US Congress the Great American Outdoors Act 9.5 billion dollars the land and water conservation fund 900 million dollars a year you know the the outdoors act is one and a half times the size of our entire state budget you know these dollars are available to us we have Mississippians that we elected that created them, but what we don't have is the ability to match these these federal dollars. Right. You know, uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman said, he said, we ought to, quote, we ought to use the federal government's money because it's free, unquote. And that was on, you know, I don't necessarily agree that it's free. It's my taxpayer dollars and right. your taxpayer dollars. But that's even more reason to be able to go back and, and, you know, and try to get those and bring them, find a good home for them in Mississippi, mm. you might add, you know. Uh, but what we're talking about here, this is, you know, you know, the, you know as you said, this is not new. Mississippi, you we're know, of the last. This is highly supportive in the state. Seventy-five percent of our population supports the state having this type of a trust fund. You know, The National Rifle Association, that means a lot in the Mississippi capital. They've endorsed this bill, and they specifically supported nonprofits as well as state and federal land you know, and so why are we, you know, we've, we've got great support, you know, and I don't understand what all the opposition, you know, we've got big problems in the state, this is small potatoes in my mind, you know, uh, and so let's, you know, let's try to fix it, but that's the, the, the biggest philosophical difference between the House and the Senate, is the Senate is more about, you know, going through appropriations, there's not one red cent in it, you know, they didn't fund it, there's not, not, no money in it, you know, the House funded it very well, you know, so we can't match federal money with no money, so we've got to have funds. We don't. We need. We're not good at lobbying. You know, we're not good at. We need to be spending our time on the ground trying to put habitat on the ground, not running back and forth to Jackson or the Mississippi Capitol, yeah. trying to convince somebody of something that, in my opinion, they ought to be doing anyway.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Sheila from Hattiesburg on the ceasefire text line says, "Boy, if it was a welfare program, we we get it like nothing to it. Uh, you know." <laughs> There is some truth to that. We got $1.9 billion coming into the state from the federal government uh, under this bill that the president just signed last week. And don't want to get too political here, but just thinking through the math, uh, you, could, you could get funding for 10 years of that by carving out 10% of, this, of that uh, allocation. Ours would be a rounding error. It's a rounding error. I agree. I mean, this is not, this is nothing. I mean, the way we throw around billions and trillions uh, these days, this is actually millions. So I mean, it's, it's really, I don't know, it's, it's a little frustrating because this is such a critical, precious asset for our state that has got to be protected. And it's it's critical to our economy. You went through the numbers earlier, James, on the top of the show of just how many jobs rely on uh, the the outdoor economy, and uh, and and how people. This is a destination for people that come into the state for that reason. We don't we don't have Disney World. We don't have uh, you know big Florida type beaches, but we do have incredible fishing and boating. And hunting and other outdoor activities, uh, state parks and so forth, that need a little shot in the arm. This doesn't. It just makes sense. It it, it makes total sense, you know. And you know, you know,
24: it's a small amount of dollars. It's what we love to do in Mississippi. I remember in 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 a gentleman by the name of Aldo Leopold came to came to Mississippi in the thirties. You know, and and he was surveying a lot of the conservation lands in the country. And when he left Mississippi. He said the one thing that he saw in Mississippi was, you know, the intense interest in game and hunting, hmm. and so far, so in so far, it excelled any state he had so far surveyed. I, I think that it. still holds true today. I can believe you it. Know, and, and, you know, and it's what we like to do. It's it do, it's not costly. You know, it it improves. I mean, we're right now having a big debate. I'm right here in Jackson. You know, we're talking about you know water. You know, we can be working the city of New York. Went in and bought conservation easements north of New York City on a lot of the mountain and hill land that drains in it, into hmm. the Hudson and drains into the aqueducts that feed and provide water to, hmm. to New York City. That's improving their water quality. This is the city of New, the New York City, went 90 and 100 miles north of the city to protect their wa- their drinking watershed. I had no idea. You know, this is not hard stuff. Yeah. That's not going to solve all of Jackson's water supplies, sure. but it's a start. You know, uh, and at least if they can start out with, with better water quality coming out of, out of, the res- out of Barnett Reservoir, it's going to be cheaper to, to purify that water.
2: Yeah, that so, totally makes
24: sense. Yeah. So let's use things like that, that, that. You know, that's a private lands effort. We can't buy all that land, yeah. you, know? you know. So, you know, I mean, in our coalition right now, you know, we have about $171 million in projects, you know, shovel-ready, if you will. I hate that term. But shovel-ready, you know, you know, that are ready to go. You know, these are public lands projects, private lands projects, you know, and these are so important. You know, it's not just stuff about drinking watersheds, protecting land around our military bases so that we don't end up on a base reduction enclosure list and we end up losing one of our bases. You know, I mean, because these bases, they need to fulfill their mission of training, whether it be on Camp Shelby or Columbus Air Force Base. You know, they don't need problems where they're trying to approach a runway and it's a high incident zone. You know, it's a lot better if that's a stand of trees, and we're not going to worry about hitting someone's home.
2: Also, a know. big part of our economy in those communities Abs- on those bases.
24: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, it certainly is up in my part of the world, in in, in the Columbus area. Yep. Look at Biloxi, yep. Keesler. You know, you know, Camp Shelby. Grenada, I mean Meridian. Meridian, yeah, with a naval air station, you know, we've got to do a better job of, of trying to protect our bases, you know, because it's like we talked about Thad Cochran earlier, you know, when he was chairman of appropriations he could ward off that kind of threat. Yeah. You know, we've got some seniority to build up now. It we'll get there, yeah. you know, but but we don't have that as as we speak. Um you know, talking about uh you know the the, the differences uh you know the private lands piece and, and whether that was some out the bills between the house and the senate yeah exactly yeah. so you know the the senate bill basically gutted the house bill it eliminated the entire bill and replaced it with their own but it, so it eliminated private lands we talked a little bit about that uh earlier uh, and it also eliminated the the nonprofit sector uh you know if i go back in in to the when the Phil Bryant Wildlife Management Area was dedicated. Great area in the South Delta. The Nature Conservancy did a fantastic job working with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks and putting that project together, as well as with Secretary of State Delbert husband. Mm-hmm. He played a key role there. You know, and one of the things he said when that was dedicated was, "Government and private and nonprofit working together—that's how things ought to work." I couldn't agree more. But somehow between then and now. You know, some things didn't get translated in the Senate. I don't know what happened, but we've eliminated two-thirds of, of of what he said in that Senate bill. The nonprofit sector has been eliminated, and the private lands sector has been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that doesn't make sense when you're in a predominantly private private land
2: state. Ninety uh, percent private land of the total uh, land in the state of Mississippi is, is privately owned, right? Hey, absolutely. Think about you
24: know, and Clark Reed pointed this out in his editorial. How are we going to try to control wild hogs in the state by it's only right. working on ten percent of the land? You know, my father was a math teacher, but I can't make that calculus work. You know, <laughs> so you know, I, I don't, I don't get that. Um,
2: it, 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 the hogs don't know essentially if they're all private or public land. I mean, it's, I, I hate to see that as the objection. I, I understand the lieutenant governor, and maybe some other folks in the Senate. I I get their sort of basic uh, concern and and consternation with taking public money and allocating it uh, in in the the private sector, the private domain, if you will. I I certainly get that. But this is an investment, I think, in assets that is critical to the state.
24: You know, so we're not talking about using taxpayer funds to pay for somebody's food plot. Right. We're not talking about building somebody a farm pond. We're talking about helping cost share for a riparian buffer to improve water quality running into the Mississippi Sound. We're talking about improving waterfowl habitat for a migratory bird resource that fly from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. We're talking about projects may occur on private land, but they have public benefits. And I think that's a real key distinction. And that may be some area that that may be some misunderstanding that we could, you know, as this yeah. bill moves into conference, we could better solidify that.
2: Well, it got triple referred over there, as you know, in the Senate, and, uh, and, and came out with uh, uh, essentially a, a piece of legislation that doesn't do a whole lot <laughs> at the end of the day. We can do everything right now.
24: We don't need that legislation. We can we can move and do exactly the same stuff.
2: We got a break right here. We got the final segment of Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up straight ahead. Stay with us.
18: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents...
23: And Doug. Breathe out and repeat after me. (laughs) Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty
21: Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need.
7: Your bird is eating my candles. Your
21: bird is eating my
7: candles. No, seriously. He's making a mess. No,
21: seriously. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at
7: LibertyMutual.com. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Park pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards, RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. If you
9: think basketball is mayhem, then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. Save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now, get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges, and Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk! Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20 year, 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. And it won't last long. Two, at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. CX-5 stock number 4936. 3 stock number 4846 with approved credit on select models.
20: Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including, What are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent.
1: Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back live, Saturday, April 24th.
5: Sauce.
1: Taz Niederauer, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more.
5: It's a full day of music presented
1: by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
10: Gallo here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson metro area. Right now, more of the JT show on Super Talk, Mississippi, 97.3.
2: on Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show on this Monday, March 15th. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino in the studio. Our guest, James Cummins, the Executive Director of Wildlife Mississippi. So, James, before we went to break there, we were just talking about the differences between the House and, and Senate bills and uh, also talking somewhat about uh, the nonprofit uh, situation and how this affects that. You, you know, in this, this whole Discussion
24: on nonprofits and everything—it kind of reminds me of a of a quote from a gentleman by the name of uh, L.Q.C. Lamar of Mississippi. He was yeah. a, John F. Kennedy profiled him, and you know Lamar was on a ship in a on a harbor battleship back during the Civil War, and you know sent a sailor up the mast, and, and the sailor came back and said "There's there's enemy enemy boats in the harbor," and all the officers said that can't be, and so he, he did sent him back up. He took another look, and the sailor was correct. And the moral is what Lamar used this is he was in a disagreement with the with the Mississippi legislature and he says, "Well, I may not be you know, or try to pretend that I'm wiser than the legislature. Legislature, I'm in a better position to see what's best for Mississippi." <laughs> and I think this that really is a lot about the nonprofits here. You know, yeah. if I think about where would we be in conservation without the nonprofit sector? I mean look at what the Nature Conservancy has done, Pascagoula Wildlife Management Area, Dahomey National Wildlife Refuge. Look at what Ducks and Lemon has done, you know, increasing waterfowl habitat on private lands, on public lands, green tree reservoirs on Delta National Forest. Uh, Delta Wildlife and them are working together to improve waterfowl habitat on on, on rice fields in the in the Mississippi Delta. Uh, you know, Delta Wildlife is promoting sustainable agricultural practices, improving water quality uh, with various with farmers. Uh, you know, Wildlife Mississippi be. We, you know, we we put in two hundred, raised two hundred thousand dollars to. It, it worked in partnership with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks to build Sky Lake Boardwalk. You know, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are today. Without the involvement of the private sector in the state, yeah. in the nonprofit sector, uh, it's just you know it's a it's a partnership. We all work together, you know. We you know to try to to you know a lot of the matching funds. I mean, we're pretty skilled at grant writing. Uh, we're skilled at, at at raising private dollars. You know, uh, going to Washington, working with Congress, uh, and really helping you know steer a lot of these dollars toward the state. You know, and it's just been so key since the beginning of our. The, of the conservation movement in the 1930s in Mississippi.
2: And, and when you, you look at, I think, what the Senate is concerned about, where funds could be used on, on private lands, under the House bill version, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about, however, the outdoors and the ecosystem in general, and I'm certainly no scientist in that respect, but they're kind of inextricably linked, are they not? I mean, I don't know how you can just say, well, this is public and this is private and not... I mean, that's what... Like our planet's uh, inextricably linked from an outdoors perspective. You know, Jerry Clower used to like to tell a story,
24: you know, when his, they were running dogs and the dogs went quiet and he said, they're running across posted land. <laughs> <laughs> Deer to animals, I'm pretty sure they can't read, you know, right. any, any signage or anything. Um, you know the you know, one of the things that was brought up, you know, in the last segment when the Lieutenant Governor was on was about the nonprofit sector yeah. and that there's been some arrest and, and some pretty poor fiscal management. So, yeah. you know, I took this weekend I took it upon myself and I said, you know, I'm gonna go to Chad White's website and kinda just yeah. take a look and see and, and, and see what's going on here. Yeah. I went through the last twelve months and either they've been arrested or indicted ten state employees. Eleven county employees, sixteen municipal employees, and zero nonprofit employees. Yeah. So I don't know where that's coming from. That's not a reason to not involve government. Sure, you know, but it's certainly not accurate that the nonprofit sector in the state is not doing good. Yeah, if you go back uh, for six or seven more months, you're gonna find some issues on education and marine resources. Sure. but that is by far not where most of the fraud and, and problems are occurring.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's minimal risk in this particular case. Uh, I, I think a lot of that's just because folks out there in the private sector, they, they're forced to be responsible because if they're not, they go bankrupt. I mean, it's just, nobody bails them out, and uh, they don't have an unlimited supply of fiat money flowing from the federal government. Uh, when they do, you are likely to find uh, Impropriety, but in just the good old hard-nosed competitive private sector free market, the market dictates that.
24: Absolutely, if we're a ba- if there's a bad actor out there, don't award them any funds. They
2: get filtered out. They get man. filtered out. Yeah. They
24: go bankrupt. They they don't exist. Secretary yeah. of State does not give them a certificate
2: of good standing. And so the in in the process here, if I'm not mistaken, James, uh, we got a couple of minutes left the oversight how does that work there's a commission is there not well that there there are a little bit of differences between the house and the senate the senate had
24: actually that's one area that i really think they made some good points you know okay. where it would you know we don't we don't create you know certainly there was no new agency created to begin with but by using you know some of the department of finance and administration employees having a board that has some oversight right. uh, uh... several members would be appointed by the lieutenant governor several be appointed by the governor safeguard makes
2: makes good sense yeah. you know Quick uh, final question. If this were in the Congress and you used to work there, do you think this thing would pass? <laughs> that is a good question.
24: Um, if you look at most Republicans are not supportive of large land acquisition. They're very supportive of private lands. Yeah. And most Democrats, this is not 100%, but most of them would be supportive of public lands. Gotcha. Um You know, in the current atmosphere, maybe by the skin of its teeth, the House bill would pass unanimously almost. The Senate bill would not.
2: James Cummins, Executive Director of Wildlife Mississippi, has been our guest. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino, signing off with... A Super Talk Mississippi (laughs) media production.